Blog Talk Radio. Chilling Punisia, Sea Islands, and things like that. They're from Jacksonville, North Kakalaki to Jacksonville, Florida. How Hunter be? We're so glad that Hunter tune in one more again to We Show, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. This year, the Queen Quet head pun the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad that Hunter Chilling tuning in to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. We're the key upliftment to the living legacy and the pay ancestral homage. Well, this evening, before we get into We Broadcast and things like that, eh? I have to share a little bit of news. You've got mail. In some of we, we on stand, say, you might go on your honor and, and, and find them sad news. Now, the rest of people who, Christian people, might say, well, they got the victory, so it's the time for celebration. So we just want to go ahead and send our condolences to the family, the Simmons family down in O'Neill, Florida, right outside of Yulee and things like that. We represent Glenda Simmons Jenkins and Mom Crossover. And we want to send out condolences to the young family of Burton, South Kakalaki, and Beaufort County. We know that their mom had passed on and crossover. So this evening, we're going to dedicate this broadcast to these women who we raise up the family and things like that. For start for Constant Guarda and Red of Us. How on us to live in the world with all the rest of the people. And we're so glad that they're chilling, the tribe of London, they're chilling, for who we be as Gullah Geechee anointed people. 
So let me take a moment of silence for these your spirits were any crossing. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. So we're so glad of this evening and thing like that. For I have on a chillin' to join me on a month that me like for crack my teeth out and thing like that. And most of the time when we do this young money thing, we just do them with a few people when we know and then rather we'll share something on my private Facebook page and thing like that for them chillin' who to pay attention so you can know how for whole punny shiny thing and thing like that. But rather what's way legacy could bring if honor to do this young. So for all the hundred chillin' with them around the world in the yet me and the crack my teeth so let me break them down in other rest of we so that all hundred can stand. So I definitely want to make sure tonight that everybody who is listening truly gets an under and overstanding of this topic tonight because it is so critical to the continuation of our existence in the Gullah Geechee Nation. But it's not a topic that we hear much about, not only in the Gullah Geechee Nation, but even throughout the U.S. It is not a topic that we hear a lot about, but here it is that we are in a month of celebrating it, okay? So this is Financial Literacy Month. Now, I would love for anybody to email me to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com if you have heard of Financial Literacy Month before today. Because more often than not, we don't hear of Financial Literacy Month. We don't see advertisements for it or anything. And so it would be wonderful to know who besides me out there listening ever heard of this month before today. And if you heard of it, please tell me in the email once again to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com, where you heard of it. Because some of y'all might say, well, I heard of it because I'm on your Facebook page. (laughs) So I would love to know if that's the way you heard of it or if there's some other means by which you came to know about Financial Literacy Month. Now, what we do is each year I make sure to go to the page for the founders of Financial Literacy Month and it's financialliteracymonth.com, financialliteracymonth.com. I go to that page each and every year since I've heard of Financial Literacy Month, and I then go through the 30 days that they have outlined. When you go to financialliteracymonth.com, you'll see it says 30 steps to financial wellness. Now, the experts at Money Management International are the ones that set up the page and really push and promote the celebration. They even have a pledge, which is the very first step, that you are willing to pledge to be on the road to establishing your financial wellness. Now, let me tell you something that I find interesting and intriguing. I've been celebrating this month since I heard about it maybe three, four years ago, and I've taken the pledge. But I have more Facebook fans on the Gullah Geechee Nation page than they have of people that have taken the pledge, okay? Now, I find that interesting that as of right now, it registers 18,630 people have taken this pledge to 
take steps on the road to establishing their own financial wellness. Now, understand, some people will say with their physical well-being, they don't get to do all that they'd like to do for that because it costs money to go to the doctor, right? And they may not have health insurance. And I'm praying that we get to the point where people understand what universal health care really looks like throughout the world in various countries, okay, so that people will start to understand how that's not a luxury, shouldn't be considered a luxury. Financial wellness is something everyone needs, and therefore every country should have universal health care where all people can just go in to get their selves checked ahead of getting ill and not make illness or not continue to keep illness as a money-making machine for a particular country. So now let's go to why we don't hear Financial Literacy Month promoted. If people don't take care of their health, it's because it will cost them something. But why is it where it's not costing you anything to go to the Internet to even take the pledge for financial literacy Wouldn't you pledge to do it to make sure that your financial state is clear and correct and you're on the right road? It could be because maybe you don't know what that is. Maybe when you hear the terminology financial literacy, you don't know what it is. So as you all know, often here on the show, you might come to the show without knowledge of something, but I pray to God when I finish that you do have enough knowledge that you would not say, well, I'm ignorant about that topic anymore. So financial literacy is defined as a set of skills and knowledge that allows an individual to make informed and effective decisions through their understanding of finances. Education on the management of personal finances is an essential part of planning and paying for things in life. So that's why it's something important. That's why even when we go to your physical wellness, your mental wellness, we still are attached to finances when we're talking about having to do a co-pay even if you have insurance or not having insurance and having to pay or having insurance and insurance has a cap and you have to pay. Well, we have to make sure we have the skills and the knowledge that help us with the types of decisions we have ahead of there being a crisis situation where we need money, we need finances to take care of something. Now, why is this such a critical part to me about the Gullah Geechee land legacy? Well, if we don't even know how to and we refuse to pledge to, our own financial wellness, and we don't even want to commit for this 30 days, just 30 days. It takes 21 days to create a habit or break a habit. So 30 days, you got those days to create a new habit where you're really checking on your financial literacy and getting things in order, and then you have nine more days of completion, all right, to really ingrain it. 30 days for you to go through step-by-step of what is going on with your money. Now, once you have a handle on what's going on with your individual money or if you're a couple, your household money, or both, because really to me this pledge is for each person as an individual to take. Many marriages are destroyed over money. It's one of the number one causes of divorce. But if you and I are nowhere near being on the same page as far as what money does, how you obtain it, should you maintain it or should you spend it the instant you get it, then there's no doubt that we are going to have a problem. So 
here it is that we need to do this financial wellness check, what we call Financial Literacy Month, go through this financial wellness check for the 30 days as individuals. At the end, or as a household, if you even involve your children in it, like I do in my household, everybody do it, then what you would do is then you can sit down with each one of the different worksheets that you've had throughout the month, and you could share that information. That's if you trust the people in your house. You could share, and I hope you do, but some don't. You could share that information together and then be able to map out what your household financial plan is. And you might find that your household financial plan needs to be not having joint as a joint account or having a joint account that you both commit to putting a certain amount in and then still having your individual account. Now, some people might say, oh, that's not good. Did you pull them all together? No. Some people have learned that's not a good idea. But once you do this whole financial literacy month and really assess where you are as an individual with money, all right, and your education about money and understanding the differences between the very basics, assets and liabilities, then we can move forward from that point. Many people in the Gullah Geechee Nation see land ownership as a liability because they have to pay land taxes once a year. Land is not a liability. Land is real estate. So it is always considered an asset and placed in an asset column. No matter what the land is assessed as, land is always an asset. The way in which you turn it from feeling like a liability to you is by you working the land. What is it that you can do at your house or on your vacant property that can be income generating, that it at least does not cause you any hurt, harm, or danger? It does not cause you any debt. That's where you think it's a liability because you have to pay this to county. And if you're in an incorporated area, you have to pay the town. You have all these taxes to pay each time. Well, if you have a home-based business, for instance, that home-based business, the first thing off the top that you should think about generating is how much of this profit is put aside toward your taxes for both the land and the business itself. If you do not have a home-based business, maybe there is something you could consider doing. That's your side hustle. That's your hobby that could make you money. That's your passion that could make you money. And that thing you could do just as much or as, as little of it as you want to, but with the ultimate goal being to do enough of it to get paid enough that matches what your annual tax bill is. Truly, if it's me, I would say to match double what your annual tax bill is. That way, if they increase your taxes due to a new assessment, new millage rates, you will now still have yourself covered. Okay? So a lot of times, we look at things incorrectly. And so as one might say, if you look at the world's glass half empty, you're going to see just about all your assets as a liability. Wherein if you look at the glass as half full, you are trying to find other ways to finish filling the glass, and you see everything that you have as something that can be a tool to helping you fill that glass up till it is over 
flows with blessings that you can share with others. We also celebrate Black Philanthropy Month, but we cannot get to the point of actually having an abundance of black philanthropists that help maintain the institutions throughout the Gullah Geechee Nation that can have the financial wherewithal to contribute to the building and staffing and continued upkeep of our historic sites, nor new museums and new monuments, without having people who are financially sound enough to be able to make $1,000 contributions and $10,000 contributions without themselves going into financial hardship. And so we need to be in position that we can support our organizations like the Gullah Geechee Angel Network with contributions consistently during our life and after life so that we leave things and endowments and we leave donations in our wills to these places. We need to be in position to be dues-paying members of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition so that the work is ongoing and they become self-perpetuating even after long after I'm gone and that other members start to go over into the realm of the ancestors, we know that there's still a group here and that they have an endowment of funds that they can work from to continue the work to keep the people on their land. And again, keeping people on their land is not only about educating them about land rights and human rights, but then also about having materials to present to them, whether those materials are in audio or video form or they're in written form, there is a cost to putting those things together and putting them out there. People say the Internet is free. It's not free. It's not free because you have to have an Internet service provider that you pay in order to access it. You access Wi-Fi. Somebody's paying a bill for that Wi-Fi. When you see videos and documents online that you go and access, somebody else paid to be able to have the equipment to be able to put those things on the Internet for you to get at no cost to you. So the only cost now is your time investment and your intellectual investment in obtaining these things. So it's the same type of investment that we need to take to increase our financial literacy. I encourage finding a financial book and or website and or Facebook page, whichever way you prefer to read things these days. Please be, Please read. I pray that all my listeners are readers as well that you, literacy, it's about reading. So please make sure that every day, whether it is Addicted to Success or Forbes or whether it's Napoleon Hill's website or if it's Les Brown's website, if there are blogs, if there are books that are out there and you just read one a day, if you read one chapter a day, one section a day, one blog a day about finances, you can go to whatever bank you bank with and go to the website. They have a lot of information on there, not just about what kind of accounts you can open, but then things that will explain banking and investment and what types of investments there are, and those give you opportunities to increase your financial literacy. Helps you get skill sets, helps you to get more knowledge and information. Now, gaining the understanding will take a little bit more. You'll probably need to open up a dialogue with your banker or a financial planner or someone else who's one of these quote unquote financial gurus that are out here as motivational speakers to talk more with you about what specific things they did and what they learned not to do. There are famous people like Robert Kiyosaki and Tony Robbins and 
all of them that are out here that talk a lot about what you should and what you should not do. Okay, Brother Kimbrough, there's a whole lot of folks out here that we can tap into to have information and knowledge that's already readily available. And a lot of it is free in terms of watching videos of them talk, but you need to read the books that they have as well. And you can go to libraries now and check the books out. If you say, well, I don't have the money to get the books, but I do want to invest in my financial literacy, start that way. Start by going to the library and checking out at least one book every month that talks about finances in one way or another, about money in one way or another, about economic empowerment in one way or another. All of those things are connected in terms of you getting a set of skills and knowledge that will allow you to make informed and effective decisions about the understanding of your finances. But as I said to you at the beginning, one of the best sites is the one for this month, financialliteracymonth.com. The first step is right at the bottom. There's a green arrow on it every day that says first step, then after that take the next step, then take the next step. Well, step one, if you had started on April 1st, was commit to change. They said the first and most important step in developing and following a financial plan is to examine your attitudes about money. So let's deal with that. A lot of people in the black community, especially, we want to have a lot of money. We'd like to get some money, get your hand on some money, let me hold some money. But now we hold it for how long? And how long does that money stay held in anybody else's hand that's brown as well before it goes out of the community? They said it's a one-to-one ratio. And where other communities, it's a 1 to 11 ratio. They pass it around in their community 11 times before it leaves. So we have to change our mindset about not supporting black businesses. We have to change our mindset about coming to events only if those events have free admission. We have to change our mindset about then getting to a free event and not bringing our money to spend with the people who sell and stuff there. We have to change our minds about, well, if my family didn't have nothing, I'm not going to have nothing. We have to change our work ethic, and you have to put together a vision board, put together a vision plan, put together some definite deadlines on what the goals are that you have in that vision board and in that vision plan, and then put the price tags to it. How much money will it cost me? And what is it that maybe I need to leave alone that will allow me to amass that kind of money? Cash money, not credit. Cash money. Now, your credit cards... Your mortgages, those are liabilities. That's money going out to somebody else's pocket with interest. That's not money you're keeping. If you saved up the money, you could build your house from the ground up on land that you inherit in the Gullah Geechee Nation and have no mortgage and no threat to your life or quality of life. It is not your house. It's not your car. It's not your motorcycle. It's not even your draws until you have the paper that says you paid off these other people. So in the case of the house and the car and the motorcycle, who's the title holder? Who's the deed holder? Because if you put up your land in order to build the house, they got you because they can foreclose at any time, and now you lose all of that, the real property. Mobile homes, trailers, those are personal property. They're not real estate. They're considered personal property. So you have to look then at 
what are you putting your money into? Is it to the the appearance of looking like you got it, or is it to the reality of having it? When you go from here, is it that they're going to pull away everything or put your family out and everything else because really the bank owned that house, the bank owned that car? Because whoever the title holder is, that's who owns that. Whoever the deed holder is, that's who owns that. So you can stay there all you want. You can drive it all you want. You put the clothes on all you want to, these people come back. So you got to think about your mindset about money. That's the first step. Then assess your financial situation. Start with your journey with a self-assessment designed to motivate you. That's why I suggest the vision board and the vision plan. That's really motivating when you start looking at what you'd like to have and then you start working toward it and you start checking off what you've got along the way it can motivate you to keep on going and doing what you're doing. That's legal to get what you need to have, not robbing, stealing other people's stuff, but legal things to do to keep it going. So if that's fish fries, if that's going ahead and making your sweet grass baskets or some new design of clothing and other things that's going to bring in the income that you need in addition to the job you're working on so that you get full financial freedom, go for it. I'm with you. But now part of it, what you got to do is step three, clearing out your financial clutter. So if you have a whole bunch of old papers around with a whole bunch of receipts and bank statements and boxes and boxes of them, there's certain periods of time that you can go ahead and set a fire and burn some of them. You don't have to keep them at infinitum. Some things you keep forever, others a certain amount of months or years in case of an audit, and then the rest you can just get rid of. Then you digitize a lot of your stuff now. If you do a bunch of stuff with your debit card and your credit card, just keep your statements from all of those, and then you have a record of it. You have it electronically so that even if the paper fades, because, you know, we are in a storm zone, uh, and we got a lot of bugs here. They like to eat paper. If you have it, you have it, and that way if you need to show it to anyone, you have that. You can also reflect on it yourself and see what kind of progress you're making because the next step is to set yourself up for success. So you definitely want to do all this not as a perfunctory exercise, but to make sure you are financially successful. Part of knowing where you are to start might be getting a copy of your annual credit report. You can get them from annualcreditreport.com and so that you're able to get a free one every year from annualcreditreport.com, and then you can see where you are and make sure nobody's stolen your identity either and have something out there that's not yours. And then if it is, you need to do step six, which is clean up your credit report. Because those of you who are saying, well, I just don't think I'll ever be able to build a house with the cash like that, but I was going to go get a loan because I came out the military or I'm with a credit union at my job and the interest rate would be very low and I think it would be a great way for me to get a good start and to build up my credit rating because credit is a mixed bag. They use whether you have mortgages, loans, as well as credit cards, and while you pay them to determine your credit number, your credit rating. So you want to clean up your credit report if you are going to still go in that direction of having credit. And, yes, you should have a credit card, at least one, for emergency's sake. So you want to do that. Then step seven, though, make your money count. Make sure that when you spend your money, it's not just some flash-in-the-pan stuff that's going to be a depreciating asset as soon as you leave out the store or off the lot with it. Make sure you're investing in things like property, good health, increasing your business, 
increasing your business acumen, your networks, your mindset, the things you need specifically that you need to purchase that's going to make more money for you. Invest that way, your children's education, so they can be people that ain't living on for you, but they can live on their own, these types of things. Then step eight, identify your starting point because they want to start talking about calculating your net worth. Your net worth is putting down now what are your liabilities in one column? What are your assets in the other column? What's the value of each? How much do you owe in terms of liabilities? What's the value of what you own in terms of assets? Then once you do the math on subtracting one number from the other, we then know what your net worth is. And once again, at financialliteracymonth.com, they have an entire worksheet there that you can fill out for that. Then you can figure out step nine, do you pass the debt test? And you have to be honest. Remember, you're doing your own assessment. You ain't doing this for me or with me. I don't see your answers. They don't see your answers. But they have a list of questions, and you can answer those questions, yes or no. And then if any of them are yes, you know that those are things you got to keep on pushing for to get yourself financially free, all right? So step 10 helps you to set your priorities. After you figure out your assets, your liabilities, your net worth, whether you where you are with the debt, is a good debt or bad debt, Okay, now let's set the goals. And then they let you know in step 11, let's set SMART financial goals, okay? SMART is an acronym for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Rewarding, Trackable Goals. Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Rewarding, and Trackable. All right, so that's where we got to get to. Let's be very detail-oriented in that financial plan of what we want to get to with those deadlines, but make sure they're SMART goals. Then when you look at the big picture, then go through and assess. Set short-term, mid-term, and long-term goals. Some things is this what I want to do this week. Some is this what I'm going to do this month. Some is this what I'm going to do this year. Some is this what I'm going to do this decade. Okay? Then step 13, of course, pay down your debt. If you have any debt at all, on those sheets that you already filled out, you need to eliminate that first. That needs to be at the top of the list. But in the midst of it, step 14, expect the unexpected because even while you're trying to do good things, something bad could happen. We live in a hurricane zone. You could have been right on track with your savings, with your investments, with your paying off any debts, and then hurricane comes, you got to evacuate. That's thousands of dollars taken out your savings, your emergency fund or whatever, and you got to start refilling that again. Well, you want to get to the point of step 15, which is to secure your financial future. So you want to make sure that you have not only money coming in from a current job, but you want an IRA and some money put aside for the future. You want to talk to some people who are professionals in what you want to do. If you want to have stocks, bonds, 401K, talk to people who have experienced it already as well as people who sell in the product. So somebody at the bank, but somebody in real life, if you can, talk to them that's really going through those steps. And then step 16, make a commitment. I know you said, well, we already pledged. Didn't we make a commitment? Well, we have to then make sure we're committed to all of what we done looked at after doing those other steps, 1 through 15. The pledge came before you started the steps. Then step 17, save for your goals. And the easiest way to do that is if you have a bank account, let them take out a certain amount of money and put it in a different account that you never touch, one that's not attached to your ATM card, for instance, okay? Now, 
Step 18, where does all the money go? Most people have no idea where their money is going because they don't keep a budget. They don't keep a record of the daily expenditures. So they do have a chart for you to do that for this 30 days so you can see where you can trim the fat, where you can close the gap. Where any holes in the money sack, where the money leaking out, we can plug that hole, okay? Now, step 19, you identify and document fixed monthly expenses. That's part of that chart in 18. Then step 20, identify and plan for periodics, like there's periodical things that will happen that are hidden expenses, you know, like your car breakdown. Okay, so now what do I do? So do you have an emergency fund, a cushion to deal with that? Then also document your spending each time on that chart. Keep track of what you're spending so that you know ways to do step 22, reduce your spending. So if you spend a whole bunch of money eating out and you're trying to save or pay your bill, you'll see how much hundreds of dollars you done spent eating out on junk where you could have had that money in your bank account or paying off debts with it. Then save money on groceries. Be like me. Clip a whole bunch of coupons, don't care who's behind you in the line, don't understand why you got paper in your hand, a loyalty card in the other hand, and why it's taking so long, that's not their business. That's your money, though. And every penny does count. You'd be surprised when you look back on a statement when the companies that you have loyalty with send you end of the year or beginning of the year statement saying this is how much you saved. And with one company, you save, let's say, $300 that year. And another, you saved another 300 Another, you saved 100 And these are stores you shop with all the time. Well, look at all that money. That was probably money that went towards your taxes now because you didn't leave the money on the table, as I call it, and in the store and on these people's counter. When you get that far down the road, step 24 is share a tip for change. So once you realize how you've reduced your spending, and you start to put away funds in ways that were beneficial to you and your family, share that with somebody else so that they can be enlightened because you don't want to be the one with the money and be around a bunch of broke folk because they're coming to you because you got the money. So educate everybody that you can that's willing and open to learning. So when you're reading, share what you're reading as well. Have dialogues. Post it. You post about food and anything else that you're doing all the time. So why don't you post what you're reading? if it's going to be beneficial so somebody else can go buy that book or check it out the library. So now, step 25, document your desired spending. So put down on paper what you would like to spend money on, like a vacation coming up, the family reunions coming up. You want to get a new barbecue grill for outside. You want to put a deck on the house now that you bought the house, not bought the house, but either bought a house that was here or you inherited a house or you built your house from scratch, as I said, on land, and now you say, well, we want to add on to it. Well, put down those things again. What is it that you want to spend for? And then be dedicated to that. Don't let nobody, no cousins, no brothers, sisters, the classmates, class reunion, none of that stuff, sidetrack you away from your financial freedom. Now, step 26, protect yourself by performing financial checkups. So, again, periodically, you could use the same website all year long. It doesn't shut down. You could go back whenever you feel like. April just happens to be Financial Literacy Month. But if you feel it would be best for you to do this every month, just at the beginning of every month, start back at step number one, step yourself through it. You don't have to retake the pledge. You pledged already. Just keep that commitment. 
Then, step 27, after you keep these assessments going and everything, you've started to really get a handle on what you're spending out, you have some knowledge now of what your assets, your liabilities are, and then what your long-term and short-term goals and so forth are and your mid-term goals, you need to understand if you're using credit for any of them, what's the cost of that credit? How is that credit something that's going to be a good thing to you? Or is it adding to your liability column? You have all types of different interest rates, and they explain to you the types of interest rates, the interest rates, the APR, the length of your loans, the finance charges, the credit limits on your cards, the maximum monthly payments, the grace periods, the -the over-the-limit, the late fees. They explain all that in some detail at this site. So that's in step 27, so you can get to that. Then you need to assemble a financial team. So start to have a good set of advisors amongst, you know, wise counsel is a good thing. Scriptures will tell you that if you have the counsel, okay, of the wise. So assemble a financial team. They they mention having tax advisor, credit counselor, financial planner, lawyers, okay, all of this, and then also Have your own library of resources that I mentioned before so that you can pull these books down and go back over certain topics that may not be clear or that you just want to brush up on when you get to different places. Like you might not be starting out first talking about buying those stocks and bonds. You may need to get out of debt first. So you do that first, and then if you have enough lump sum or you come into a big inheritance, you hit the lottery or something, you can now invest in something else and you want to have the right information before you go into the bank so you ask questions that make sense. Then step 29, appreciate the benefits. Appreciate that the change that you're doing and all that it might take, putting away some things, turning down your plate, not going to some events, not getting them new shoes or that new coat in order to make sure you don't have a mortgage but you do own a house and that you can still maintain your land ownership because your ancestors did it when black folks weren't even allowed to have bank accounts or much less weren't allowed access to credit on any level. They did it, and they own houses that they're leaving to us now that have literally and figuratively stood the test of time, have withstood storms and hurricanes, and they were still able to repair them and maintain them and pass them on to the next generation. A wise man or woman leaves an inheritance to his children's children, her children's children. So to be that wise man or woman, it's important that we had a mother with anything like that. But rather was, I don't understand what's going on with your shiny thing. So that's why it's so important to me that I not only celebrate Financial Literacy Month but share it with you and that you celebrate it too so that in step 30 we can all be moving forward so that we can move forward and not backward and we can reclaim land that our ancestors owned here, that families owned here, and we can maintain land that we still own here now in the Gullah Geechee Nation. That is the only way that we can be self-sufficient is by having your own assets, your own land that you can feed yourself from. And if you're fortunate enough to also have a waterway access point from your land, you will be able to also be able to go out from it as well as feed yourself from the waters if you eat seafood. And so... If you're feeding yourself from the land and the water, that's less money you're spending in the restaurant. That's less money you're spending in the supermarket. If you say, well, I can't cook, 
maybe some of the money you put aside and one of those goals on your sheet might be investing in some cooking classes. And so this way you can start to move forward. And penny literally does count. Every penny literally does count. So don't shirk it and say, well, I just started off with a little bit of change in the jar. A bunch of our ancestors bought land, acres of land, 10, 20, 30, and 40 acres of land with pennies they had in jars. They built their houses with mason jars, with money they put in them, and hid it somewhere until they had enough to get what they needed. And they didn't know nobody when they moved in. And nobody could come put them out. So the main thing that we need to look at is how many people are coming in moving folks out, but they're moving them off of land that they lost because they mortgaged their land in order to get something that's not even real estate. It's just personal property like a trailer. How many people say, well, I ain't going to pay them taxes? They lost their land because of $100, dollars $200, $300, $400, dollars You could have done fish fries. You could have done all kinds of fundraisers for the community to help you with that. But there's no excuse when Hunter know better, Hunter supposed to do better. Can't say to me, you had no way of understanding what you ought to do in order to take the same little bit of funds, even if you make minimum wage, and make the best out of it and stretch it. Because we throw away a lot of money on foolishness that the Western world has sold to us and made us think that their way of life is the way we ought to live. No, it ain't. You don't have to go out and eat out to none of these people restaurants, including fast food, thinking it's cheaper because you still come out better if you cook your food at home and feed it to your children and your family because your health is probably going to last longer ultimately. So here it is that when we talk about Financial Literacy Month and the Gullah Geechee Legacy, it's important that we begin to read and under and understand all of the different black townships that existed here wherein people put their monies together to create enclaves where we could go and entertain ourselves and be amongst one another. But more so than that, we need to know those unwritten stories of our families and our ancestors that were enslaved on the land that they then ended up purchasing in 1862 during land auctions during the Civil War. We need to stand tall, stand proud that we have such a legacy. But let's not disgrace those before us by losing it because we don't want to be literate. So I pray that you will go ahead to financialliteracymonth.com and begin to do each one of those steps, one a day. This is about you assessing where you are. And then once you do that, go back and start over and actually apply the assessment. Start to put away on care if it's a dollar a week. But put that away until you can say, well, look, I, I, I know I can do more. Next year I can do $2 a week because if I was able to put away a dollar a week and not touch it for the year, I know I can put away $2 a week for the next year until that all builds up to be your war chest. Because there is a fight still going on to displace us from the land. So we have to be well aware. Others are literate about finances, and they're investing every day. And they'll take the risk of speculating on purchasing your land from you and doing something with it while you sit there talking about who was a liability because I didn't want to pay tax. So we got to wake up 
and shake off the foolishness and not buy into the trappings to look like you got something and instead have something. But you got to work toward it. So I pray that this investment of my time, energy, knowledge, information, and understanding does bear fruit, positive fruit. So I look forward to hearing from many of you to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. Please send me those emails. And definitely I'm looking forward to seeing folks in these coming days here. We have another event coming up last Saturday. It was very successful, our first Gullah Geechee Gold Rice Fest. We were able to have right here on Historic St. Helena Island at the Martin Luther King Jr. Park which our folks own. That's why we could have our celebrations there. And so it was wonderful. We thank everybody who came out and supported. We sold out of food, and so most of the people who were selling other items made money as well. I know the NAACP sold out of their food as well, and we sold a lot of different books on Saturday because there were so many people that came from out of town or live in the gated areas, in fact, around us, who said they really want to learn about Gullah Geechee culture. We want to thank Low Country Weekly. We want to thank the various newspapers and the folks online that made sure that people knew we were doing this event. We want to thank Low Country Tourism because they definitely put it out in their newsletter as well, and we got to see that, and people did come out and let us know how they heard. Thank you, thank you to fam in Chucktown because people did let us know that folks in Charleston told them they need to come on to St. Helena Island to go down to the Gullah Geechee Gold Rice Fest. So we truly appreciate all the support. We're going to do it all over again. Next month at the St. Helena Island Community Market, the first Saturday in May, will be Gullah Geechee Bike and Beauty. So it will be a celebration of our black bikers. It will be bike month. So if you ride a crotch rocket, a Harley, if you ride a bicycle out there, we still going to celebrate you because that is National Bicycle Month next month. And so we expect that this month you do so well with financial literacy. I'm going to leave it a money for spend with the Gullah Geechee. So make sure to ride out, roll up. So in between that time and now, we have this coming weekend the Coastal Cultures Conference. you still got a couple more days. You can register at Eventbrite, and we're going to be hosting that Saturday coming at Hunting Island Nature Center once again. This is our sixth annual Coastal Cultures Conference, and we're so happy that we have such a number of continuing sponsors that are part of our Gullah Geechee Sustainability Think Tank. But we also have Xylem now who is a new sponsor, and so we welcome them to the family, we welcome them to the fold, we appreciate their support. They are the ones supplying us with our water testing kits through Earth Echo International as well. And so we're very happy that we have that part of the partnership that's going to be ongoing and some more work that we're doing to protect this land so that people will have a legacy on it. And so please, if you can, come on out. It's an interactive event on this coming Saturday. Just go to eventbrite.com because we don't do registrations in person. You have to pre-register for the conferences. So that's coming up on Saturday. Then the following Saturday is the annual The Gathering at Gichikunda down in Riceboro, Georgia, with Dr. Amir Jamal Teray and Representative Anita Collins. All of them and the family will be right there at Gichikunda to greet you and have fun at the gathering. I will be on the Save the Sea Islands World Tour heading to the Midwest. So many people who are in Minnesota, there's a number of different events. Please go to Gullah Geechee Nation's Facebook fan page, Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook, 
and you will see the event listings up there. If you are part of Queen Quet fan page on Facebook as well, then you also see the event listings up there. So there are a number of different events, different sites where I will be. I'm there under the Winston chair of the University of Minnesota, but I'm doing a number of things at different locations while I'm there in the Midwest. So I'll be out there for the remainder of April and then back in time for Gullah Geechee Bike and Beauty back to St. Helena Island, and then we have events every weekend in May also. And so we'll be talking about that some more as the months goes on here and as our broadcast continue. And so we definitely just one more time want to say thank you, thank you to all of everybody at the St. Helena Island Community Market for holding us up and holding them down and having a good old time out here on a Saturday. In spite of the rain, we've been blessed up. And it was a really good time with the Gullah Geechee family last weekend. And so we're going to keep the Gullah Geechee Gold Rice Fest going, and we'll be having it again next. And so we pray that a whole lot more folks will come on and join us in these celebrations in the Gullah Geechee Nation and continuing to economic and economically empower our community. So for those who want to make sure you're on our mailing list, for these types of activities, please send an email request to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com, GullGeeCo at AOL.com. You can also go to GullahGeecheeNation.com and follow our blog so that each time events and activities are posted there, you will get the alerts for that. You can also follow Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio on Facebook, follow Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook, and you can follow at Gullah Geechee, G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E. Ain't no I in Geechee if it a we. Ain't no I in Geechee if it a we. G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E. Gullah Geechee at Twitter, on Twitter and at Instagram. That is our handle. So you can go ahead, follow us, tweet us, retweet us, please. Make sure to keep up with what's going on, because plenty of going on down here for who are we. And to keep going, we Gullah Geechee Land Legacy. And so please continue to make donations to our GoFundMe site. We've reached our $6,000 mark. We are trying to get to our $10,000 mark. Okay, so please help us to get there. It would be fabulous to end Financial Literacy Month. Having reached that $10,000 goal, you can go to GoFundMe and put in Gullah Geechee Land Legacy Fund, Gullah Geechee Land Legacy Fund. If you see me on the video, that's the right one. If you're not sure and you want to ensure that you have the right link, just send us an email to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. So thank you, thank you to all of Hunachilla and Wavinia, the support we all throughout this year month so far. And we just getting gwine. We just started to warm up the hot grease for cook with chillin', okay, for this financial literacy month right here. We are so happy. And we also are very thankful that last week was National Public Health Week and that we were able to be a part of that. If you go to Gullah Geechee Nation, You'll see an entire blog that I wrote about because we are tying together the public hearings and public health that's going on. And I just want to remind you that tomorrow evening, tomorrow afternoon, in fact, in Nevada, North Carolina, at their community center, they are going to be having 
a public availability session from 3.30 to 5.30 where you can speak one-on-one to Superfund site and reuse planning experts. And then there's a public meeting with the U.S. EPA, North Carolina DEQ, and the Multi-State Trust that will talk about site updates and answer your questions from 6 to 8 o'clock. So that's tomorrow, 3.30 to 5.30, will be the folks with one-on-one that you can talk to. But then from 6 to 8 is when they'll actually provide some updates and answer questions. They're going to focus on environmental investigation, possible remediation options, and redevelopment planning. Then on the other end of the Gullah Geechee Nation, on Wednesday and Thursday, well, Thursday and Friday, of this week, Thursday, April the 12th, and Friday, April the 13th, from 5.30 to 8.30 each evening, there's going to be a hearing on the Cumberland Island National Seashore FAA Spaceport meeting that's going to happen. You all know with the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, which sponsors this broadcast, which you can find at gullahgeechee.net, gullahgeechee.net, that we fought many years ago, over a decade ago, to save Cumberland Island. Well, now there is the consideration of having a Federal Aviation Administration go ahead and build a spaceport to launch commercial rockets over the seashore, which is not balanced at all in terms of trying to protect a wilderness, as we call it, and a national seashore, and then having rockets exploding off from around there, and we don't know what types of debris or other things would come from those rockets into that area, which is Kingsland, Georgia. So you can go to Eventbrite, put in Cumberland Island National Seashore, FAA, and you'll see that you can actually sign up, and then they'll send you talking points in advance. And this is going to happen at the Camden County Public Service Authority Recreation Center Community Room, which is at 1050 Wildcat Drive in Kingsland, Georgia. So, again, 1050 Wildcat Drive, Kingsland, Georgia, for the Camden County Camden County Public Service Authority Recreation Center is where this Cumberland Island National Seashore FAA Spaceport meetings are going to take place. If you can't go Thursday, go Friday, take written comments, and you'll be able to also sign up to speak. So we have this week pretty inundated here at the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition with going to public hearings in order to save our community and to protect this environment. Because no need to talk to you about your financial literacy and you being able to save your money to maintain your land ownership and then not have high quality of life on that same land. So we stay vigilant about fighting for the land and protecting the quality of the environment so we have a high quality of life for our citizens. So I'll be at these various meetings and be traveling up and down the Gullah Geechee Nation to see what's going on. So I will be going to all four states this week to check on everything before I head out to the Midwest. And so definitely, folks, stay tuned and stay alert and stay involved. And so definitely become a member, a dues-paying member of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. You can go to gullahgeechee.net for more details. If you want to support the world tour I'm on by hosting an event in your community, 
please go to queenquet.com, and your community can be in Germany, it can be in Europe, it can be in Africa, if you have the proper things that we need for us to be able to get there and on dates that we are available, please go ahead and find out by going to queenquet.com, and then we can set up things to add you to the future legs on this journey. We're very happy to have this opportunity to go out to the Midwest and to work with the people there, even on environmental issues there, and trying to increase the literacy about our legacy, our community, our culture. And so thank you, thank you to all the Hunter Chillin with a buy up the books from gullahgeechee.biz and read of us the T-shirts and the other thing like that. We're so glad that so much of Chillin proud to be Gullahgeechee, and we're so glad for all the Hunter Chillin what Yeti we show Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio that let we know this your work in Dean Van Tall Tall. So please continue to journey with us as we continue to protect our cultural legacy and that we continue to be as God make we. We be Gullah Geechee anointed people. This is Queen Quet, head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad that I'm going to take the time for tuning in to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. Look forward to seeing Hunter Chillin Saturday at the Coastal Cultures Conference. One more again at Hunton Island, South Kakalaki. But in the meantime, I'm looking forward to Yeti and Mobile where you learn about your financial literacy. So keep them going, Hunter Chillin. Pull them up, pull them down. Peace and blessings. Glad you're around. Mm-hmm.